Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. We're excited about this show today. We're excited every week about the show, but we're really excited about this week's show because it's a follow-up to our boot camp that we just got back with from uh, last weekend. Uh, It just seems like a couple days ago, you know, and here we are, and we're at another weekend. So hopefully everybody had a a great Thanksgiving and everything went well there, but uh, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about boot camp. And so we're over to David. That's your name, right, David? David. Yes. Okay, yeah. You've been here enough now. I'm getting to know your name. I, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the listeners know who I am now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're no longer a guest. You're actually on the team. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been on the team for like two and a half years now. Oh, I know. Every, yeah, you you've know. never actually been a guest. On the <laughs> show. Just put it out there in case anybody didn't know. Yeah, so. in case it did here. But yeah, so David, you have a clip from the uh, boot camp this last week. I do. It's from, uh, we've used it on the, the show before, and we use it at every boot camp. It's called, it comes from the Butterfly Circus, which is, it's about a 20-minute YouTube video, mm-hmm. right? Um, not done by um, any type of Christian filmmaking company, but actually has a really good message along with it. And um, what we're going to hear from is actually from the Adventure Talk. Uh, I quoted it wrong, not to pose or anything like that during the pre-show and said, you know, I think this is from the No Name Talk, or New Name Talk, and uh, they, they corrected me and and – so here we are, and uh, this is where we come into play with Will. He's uh, uh, missing all of his limbs except for one little leg. Yeah, one little foot. One yeah. little foot. And um, what's the actor's, actor's name, Sam? Nick Vajizik or something yeah. like that. It's uh, I can never say his last name very that's, well. That's why I asked you to say it. Yeah. So but, I can't say it at all. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's close <laughs> to that. But it's a, it's a great, I mean, honestly, we were talking about it in this, this movie itself, actually. You can put it in to a lot of the talks that come through the boot camp. And uh, I think it's a really good uh, good clip to, to kind of show what somebody could speak negative into your identity, into life. Yeah. The world's labels, right? Yep. The labels the world gives you. And so we'll go ahead and play it and come back and talk about it. Yep. And now, ladies and gentlemen, gather in. A perversion of nature. A man, if you could even call him that, whom God himself has turned his back upon. Give you the limbless man. Look at that. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> So following that clip, which is not in there, is is actually the ringmaster from the Butterfly Circus that he actually leans down and says that, no, he's actually beautiful. Mm -hmm. And then um, Will spits in his face and they go from there and then ultimately gets into the Butterfly Circus. Great story. Definitely go to YouTube and check it out. Um, But I think, you know, what what I take away from from that is is that, like you said, the world's labels. We can get kind of drawn into that. And if you come to a boot camp, you know, you get to, to hear the talks from the wild at heart and then hear personal stories from 
you know, the rest of the team, as well as we come up there and respond to stuff and kind of relate to some of those to, to hear that whatever identity the world's labeling you as is not what your identity is in Christ. And you kind of start to, I think, you know, the adventure talk, the new name talk, all that stuff starts to be a pivotal moment in the boot camp, at least for me when I went to my first boot camp and everyone after that, I think, um, starts to kind of, things start to unfold and start to change. And, um, you know, this this boot camp, this last weekend, uh, I think I've been to four now, counting the entrenchments that we were doing. Um, maybe, well, we did three entrenchments, right? Mm-hmm. So quite a few. And I've heard, heard these talks over and over again. And I can tell you, it's I've never heard the same talk at everyone. Um, I always get something from it. Th- this one was crazy awesome. The listening prayer we did on, on Sunday morning just went on and on. And, and, you know, it was one of those, those moments. I was a facilitator of one of the listening prayer groups and uh, Sam actually was in there with me and, and it was a, a really good group. We heard a lot, um, prayed a lot. And then, you know, me of, of which every guy in here will vouch for it. I'm not the, I pray, <laughs> not necessarily the prayer of the group. It took me a little while to get comfortable in that it ended up leading more listening prayer with the entire boot camp. Like once we got into back into where we did the talks and stuff, when we we're trying to wrap it up, and it kind of you could feel you know God moving through that, um, and and it's just like y'all were describing it, the numbness and everything like that. But it was it was really warm, kind of what I remembered feeling when uh, I got confirmed in the Lutheran Church, mm-hmm. where um, when I was getting confirmed, I could feel feel the Holy Spirit come in. It was it was nice and warm. But um, if you're thinking about it at home right now, listen listen to us talk about boot camp on on you know the earlier show, and then this. Uh, after hours, definitely recommend you go. If, if you're even thinking about it, that means you probably should go. Mm-hmm. Something's pulling you towards it. Pray about it. And then uh, once we have the dates and stuff set up on the website, go ahead and sign up for it. Yeah, David, I, you know, I, I did the new name talk, you know, this time. And, and one of the things, and it's it's crazy. I've been hearing these talks since 2002. It was the first time I heard them, right? And been to countless boot camps, done many of these talks multiple times. But every time God peels off a different layer, you know, or a deeper layer, mm-hmm. you know, and really what, for me, as you talked a little bit about it there was everything that happens to us, good and bad produces a label. Oh yeah. Yeah. A, a, something the enemy refers to us as you're not important. You don't matter. Right. It may not be a word you can say, but it's definitely a message mm-hmm. behind it. And so every one of our wounds has a label. Right, every every one of those things that to get happened. a picture of that. Watch the Jason Gray video. Yeah. Remind me of who? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Me who I am? Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, uh, Jason Gray, remind me who I am. That's on YouTube. Go mm-hmm. watch that. It'll show you exactly the labels we're talking about. One of the things about that clip, and and it's in the Butterfly Circus that was powerful for me, is you hear you've got the circus master who's bringing him out of this image of himself. And at one point in that movie, it he says exactly what yeah, the yeah. evil he, guy says. He said. speaks that identity back, and the guy was And like, the oh. guy says, why would you say that? Because he's been building him up. Mm. He says, because you still believe it. Right. And it mm. really is one of those agreements we make. Mm. We'll accept the labels, and we'll sometimes carry them all our life, mm-hmm. even though they're wrong. Well said. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe when you watch that movie and you watch it with the context of the Christian message to say, how could this not have been made by Christians? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is such a redeeming uh, little movie. It is. I mean, it has, you know, a lot, like I said, it relates to a lot of the boot camp talks because, I mean, it ultimately shows, I mean, the ringmaster being, 
I mean, I don't want to label him as as Jesus or God, but it kind of has that portrayal. Well, he, is a, he is a Jesus character yeah, in, the, and he's, in the movie. Yeah. He's pulling pulling basically Will out of shame and bondage and all that stuff to kind of bring yeah. him back into what his actual identity is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Art, do you have uh, something from camp you'd like to share with us? Yes, I do. Uh, well, uh, as far as people knowing me, uh, I, I introduced myself to one young man at the camp, and he said, oh, you're Art. You're the one that Robbie always says, wherefore art thou? <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting a name for myself yeah. uh, by Robbie, Robbie saying nice. that. Uh, but, um, yeah, as one of the uh, newer members of the group here, uh, I just have to say that I was impressed with the uh, the work that everyone did, they, they brought their talents and abilities and time and uh, put this together. And, it, it, you know, I called, uh, I brought some firewood on a dump trailer. Mm -hmm. I you know that's something I can contribute. Uh, Danny, I caught Danny's presentation. It was great. Um, Kenny uh, played the guitar and sang his song. Mm -hmm. uh, even Grant. Grant told me he fixed the water heater. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who was taking cold showers. But yeah. Grant. Grant's a fixer. Yeah. He, he fixed the water heater and an air conditioner. And, and, yeah. Well, he he said it needed work. He he fixed it too. Well, I think okay. he got it fixed. Yeah, it seemed okay. like it was working. Okay. So yeah, Grant's our fixer, and uh, I told Grant, you know, uh, I told Grant, I, I said, I hope you you're getting a lot out of this uh, this camp, and he said, well, you know, yeah, but you know, mainly I'm there to to talk to people and to help them along, and that's what this is about. We're none of us get paid mileage or or a salary. We were all volunteers, and we come and put this on and it, it it is a lot of work it is if you if you're behind the scenes and you're watching it it takes a lot to put on a camp like this and uh, and we do it we do it for our own growth along our own paths and to help others along their paths or in some cases even to consider other paths from the one they've been on uh totally and uh I think I'm speaking for the group here. You're, this you're. is my perspective. From, yeah, you're doing a great yeah. job, Art. Okay, very good. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah, the other the other thing, of course, I can talk about my dogs every week. I brought my dog. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, Danny and Sam, they, they enjoyed seeing them and playing with them. And uh, I think Andy said he, he missed having when he had a dog. Yeah. Yeah, he went to take one of the dogs, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I was about ready to steal Max. Yeah, yeah he's a good, good dog. Uh, so I, I, last year I got to see him a little bit, but I got to hang out, and Max came and pretty much sat on my lap almost. He, I was, yeah, I was about ready to steal him, but it made me think about having two dogs. I, I used to tell my wife, I was like, you know, I really want to get two dogs and name one Mercy and Goodness, and it was like Mercy and Goodness shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, mm -hmm. that's like... Shoot, I really need two dogs just for that, yeah. just to give them those names. And I think we got to get a new name for Art, though. Yeah, I think we need to go with How Great Thou Art. There you are. Yeah, there. Yeah, let's upstage Robbie. Yeah, there's. Some it's sauce not easy for you. to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to do it before I did. I've been waiting to throw that out there. I almost had the moment. You did it first. Yeah. Well, you just got to wait on timing. It's yeah. all the time. I mean, it's yeah. it's age, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, go ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, speaking of volunteering. While I was there in the building, I, I saw a picture of my old friend, Mr. Edwin Boger. He was a dairy farmer, and uh, in my teen years, I worked helping cut silage on his farm. I worked for him some, and uh, we were good friends, and we we talked a lot. And and then you know, he he's passed away now, but. Uh, he was a great man. His picture was on the wall there. He was, I think, on a tractor or something. And they said he did a lot of a lot of the uh, volu- volunteer maintenance on this camp. Maybe mowing, uh, maybe some light grading and things. He, I, I don't know. But I also saw some pictures of some other people that from from my youth. Uh, you know, a few scores ago, they were they were instrumental in. Um, in putting on the main function of this camp here is to have a, a Bible camp for for the young people, mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know, they let us use it a couple of weekends a year. But uh, that's the main purpose of, of this camp, why it was built, and why it's there. And uh, of course, Edwin Boger contributed a lot. A, a lot of members of the of the church there did, and um, I, I also saw some pictures of. Uh, uh, some people that were active in the camp when I was in my youth, and I went to the camp myself, and I, I certainly remember the names, and they were great people. And it's, um, you know, it's, they used to say in church to to um, to uh, live your live your. I'm not sure of the exact words, but live right because the young people are watching you, and they know what you do, and. I certainly remember a lot of the older people that that uh, that that contributed a lot and were good people. And Harold was one of them. I knew him when I was a young man in the church, and uh, and uh, I, I appreciate the elders that went before us and contributed to yeah. things like Bible camps. And okay, I that's guess good. That's, all. that's good. Now the pictures of people in Harold's youth were all just chiseled. <laughs> they weren't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't have. They didn't yeah. have the. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're mostly on cave walls, but yeah, they they uh, they are there. Stick figures. <laughs> Mine may be in black and white, but it's not chiseled into the side of a cave. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go to another clip, Andy. So you're 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 next on the clip brigade, and then we'll go to okay. Danny from there. So I'm stealing this from Robbie. I thought he did a great job on the sunship talking, as you guys know. That's my favorite. He mixed it up a little bit and used some clips from. A river runs through it, and in this story, you see, this is really the start of the the movie and kind of laying the foundation of what these boys and it's two boys, um, um, what's his name, uh, Norman and Paul, mm-hmm. and their dad is a Presbyterian minister, and he loves fishing, and you'll hear that. And her, they really start out being fathered well, and it looks like he goes after his heart. And if you watch through the movie, and Robbie brought some of these points out, the father was kind of hard just because of what went on during that time and all, and it kind of affected the boys later on. But this is a great foundation. This is a clip I'd love to use in, like if we're going through the stages for boyhood because it's an excellent example of what a father should be doing at, the, at a young boy's age. Yeah, it, it was an impressive clip, impressive talk. It was most impressive about talk. A, the content. B, he actually got done in time. <laughs> yeah, he actually like he said. He said at the end of it, yeah. oh, forty second prayer and forty yeah. seconds. It hit the timer hit zero and he was done. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's. But I, the order of that. yeah. I didn't yeah. even remember this clip though from the movie. And I was like, I got to go back and watch the full movie because it is a great movie. 
but I just didn't remember this particular clip. So. Well, here we go. My father was a Presbyterian minister and a fly fisherman. There is one yonder. And though it is true that one day a week was given over wholly to religion, even then he told us about Christ's disciples being fishermen. And we were left to assume, as my younger brother Paul and I did, that all first-class fishermen on the Sea of Galilee were fly fishermen. <laughs> and that John, the favorite, was a dry fly fisherman. The poor without Christ are of all men the most miserable. But the poor with Christ are princes and kings of the earth. In the afternoon, we would walk with him while he unwound between services. He almost always chose a path along the Big Blackfoot, which we considered our family river. And it was there he felt his soul restored and his imagination stirred. Long ago, rain fell on mud and became rock. Half a billion years ago. But even before that, beneath the rocks are the words of God. Listen. And if Paul and I listened very carefully, all our lives, we might hear those words. Even so, Paul and I probably received as many hours of instruction in fly fishing as we did in all other spiritual matters. As a Presbyterian, my father believed that man by nature was a damn mess, and that only by picking up God's rhythms were we able to regain power and beauty. Ten. To him, all good things, Ten. trout as well as eternal salvation, come by grace. And grace comes by art. And art does not come easy. Norman? So my brother and I learned to cast Presbyterian style on a metronome. He began each session with the same instruction. Casting is an art that is performed on a four-count rhythm between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. If he had had his way, nobody who did not know how to catch a fish would be allowed to disgrace a fish by catching it. <laughs> yeah, you just see the... the um fatherly guidance and participation and, you know, speaking into the boys' lives and leading them into this kind of this warrior poet life of not just being, you know, a warrior, but being a poet, you know, connecting to nature, connecting to the arts, which would be a skill, mm -hmm. fishing. And you see it later in the show. I mean, we play the Trinity um, clip quite a bit where the – father and two sons go fishing and they have a kind of a competition, but it's really a cool clip. But this just kind of sets the stage for that. But I think it really is a good example of the way things should start out in sonship. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Danny? Yeah, the um, I like that clip, Andy, because, I mean, it speaks to my boot camp experience this time, mm -hmm. I think, because I walked away from boot camp really feeling like I was being fathered by God. Mm -hmm. Not that I hadn't had a relationship with God, but it, so many pieces of the puzzle fell into place over the weekend. You know, with the talks and and especially when we got to your new name clip, Sam. That especially the one with the what the 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 one with Santa Claus in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your center. Finding had your center. had the Russian dolls. Yeah, yeah. Finding your center. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew the gig was up, but <laughs> the. Uh, in my own heart, I was like, wow, this is amazing because God showed me my glory, so to speak, and, and, and in my middle name, which was interesting. Before we ever got to Covenant of Silence, I was already a, a wrecked mess over there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. But he showed me, you know, because we talk a lot about how 
the enemy comes after you, and, and a lot of times it's got to do with that thing in you, that, that, that glory, and that's what he doesn't want to shine. <laughs> and so, so many of those pieces fell into place, and, you know, you used a phrase in one of my talks that, that you know, if you don't recognize there is an enemy, then you'll make an enemy out of your boss, your wife, your and mm-hmm. and those kind of things just kind of impacted me that you know, yeah, there's an enemy. I kind of know more about his schemes in my own life, and I know that you know nobody around me, flesh and blood's not my enemy. So that sets up the the red flags now. And so, but what I done was I prayed as I left, Lord. Bother me in this because I don't want to rush mm-hmm. the field bravely and die quickly, mm-hmm. which I've done many, many, mm-hmm. many, many, many times. And so I loved that kind of thing because, I mean, and everybody has said the spirit of that camp was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, just awesome the whole time. So um, absolutely loved everything that went on. Even loved hanging out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, that's a stretch. You, but You kind of have to. I think, I think those are called nesting dolls. <laughs> Well, I just love the resurrection power of Jesus as many times as you died, you come back a lot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You got to love that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I guess that gets down to my clip and then we'll kind of go from wah, there. Wah, wah, wah. In order to play my clip, I got to set it up just a little bit. It's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely the only way it makes sense. So that's why I waited to go last. Um, I went to my first boot camp in 2002 in uh, Colorado, Buena Vista, Colorado. And uh, on the the, uh, new name segment, I had some really great breakthrough on the wound, you know, that that boot camp. And was just expecting every talk I was going to go out and just get a download from God, you know. And and it, it, it didn't quite happen that way. You know, I mean, God gives you what he wants to give you at each camp. And and so I went out, and I was praying over a new name, and I heard all these guys, you know, just talking about, I got Maximus, or Marshamus, if that might be your name, Maximus, um, you know, and, and <laughs> different names, right? And I'm like, oh, I want a cool name. You know, I'd like to have something like, you know, Braveheart, you know, or, you know, something cool. And so I go out there, and I'm like, God, you know, you know, what, you know, what name do you have for me? And he's like, teacher. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that a vocation? Is that a name? You know, and then he follows it up with facilitator. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's even less good. And, three, and, and with three strikes, you know, you're yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, and so that's in 2002. And so I go back in 2004, think I'm going to get different, more progress, and this continues on. And, and honestly, it goes on for a long time until I get a different name. Well, that's 2002. That's important to keep in mind. And so I'm going to play this clip about a teacher, and it's a clip from boot camp. We didn't happen to use it at this boot camp but it's Robin Williams in the um, uh, Dead Poet Dead Society. Society. Thank you. And this would be, what would your verse be? And I'm going to play it. And I'm going to come back to how Jesus got me with a good one at boot camp again this mm-hmm. time and talk about why I played this clip. But we'll go ahead and play it. Words and language. No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas mm. can change the world. I see that look in Mr. Pitt's eye. Like 19th century literature has nothing to do with going to business school or medical school, right? Maybe. Mr. Hopkins, you may agree with them, thinking, yes, we should simply study our Mr. Pritchard and learn our rhyme and meter and go quietly about the business of achieving other ambitions. A little secret for you. Huddle up. 
Unlock. We don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. Medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, O me, O life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O me, O life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? Now that's a good teacher, right mm-hmm. there. You know, with uh, with Robin Williams. I know someone wrote the things for him, but still, uh, he's a good teacher there. But uh, so, <clears throat> you know, God God eventually gave me another new name later on, and it was my favorite name. You know, and and it's still probably my favorite name, which was Samuel. And that's a story for another day. Um, but this is close. It's really close. When I really didn't, the, the name, I wasn't sure. I was like, eh, teacher, come on. So I, I'm listening to Danny do the warfare talk and he doesn't, it's not really anything Danny said. I'm just listening to his talk and I hear, well, Danny said a lot of important stuff. Don't get a big head over there. No, 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 no. That you weren't listening to. No, I was listening to Danny's talk, but you know, Jesus has a way of reaching you when he wants to reach you. So I'm listening to Danny's talk. I'm running sound for his talk and I'm listening to it. And I hear Jesus say, you know, they called me teacher. <laughs> and I just started laughing. And I'm like, yeah, that's a good one, man. You got me pretty good there, you know. And then later on, you know, over the next day, he helped me understand that when he called me that was, you know, right after he'd worked on a wound with a big part of my wounds, you know, one of the wound sets was not having anything important to say. That was something I grew up with. It never had anything of value, nothing important to say. And that's not who you usually put in a teacher's role. Mm. You know, a teacher's role is to impart wisdom, mm. to impart, you know, things of importance to people. And so when Jesus was calling me teacher, he was wanting to let me know, hey, I see you as having importance. Mm. You know, that, that you're going to have something valuable to mm. say. He was coming after my wound 21 years ago, and yeah. I didn't even have the eyes to see it until not, this year. Not in the vein that you were thinking. Yeah, not in the vein. And he knows how much you love the humor and sarcasm yes. through humor. Yeah. Yes. And so when he said it, I was just like, okay, yeah, dang, you got me. Yeah, that was a good one. Now it's about time for you to get around to some facilitating. Yeah, I'm going to try that with next next week's uh, radio well, show. Can actually First, say you it. can teach him how to yeah, say it. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on that. Go to masculinejourney.org to not register for a boot camp, but to find out more about a boot camp when we're ready to register. And we'll talk with you next week. Love somebody well this week. This is the Truth Network.